Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we have a great episode for you. We're finally talking about the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase. Alex is mocking me with his mouth as I do this, but Alex is back on the show. Alex, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Ryan. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing fucking great. I'm so glad that we're doing this. Uh, it's about like a week overdue now, week and a half, but oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm really excited to be doing this. Um, you know, I've been trying to play some video games in literally the last 24 hours. I did my last recording that comes out on Monday. Uh, I was playing Fall Guys. Uh, that game was like a phenomenon when uh, the pandemic started a couple of years ago, but it's finally uh, free to play on Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and other platforms. And I gotta tell you, the game is pretty damn fun. I definitely see the hype behind it, and I can't wait to play it more. And uh, how's your week been? It's been pretty good. Been uh, working, got everything at work squared away. And Got some people hired or what? Yeah. Nice. And now, now I'm uh, going on a backpacking adventure. Starting tomorrow, right? Or yep, leaving yeah. tomorrow at six in the morning. Nice. That's gonna be awesome. I'm sure, there's gonna be a lot of badass pictures taken and all that fun stuff. So, sexy yeah. pictures too. Oh, <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I said, we're here to talk about the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase for 2022. Uh, this is like the new format since E3 has gone down under. And just a general uh, takeaway from it before we dive into each game that was kind of talked about. Um, you know, how did you feel walking away from this? Um, honestly, kind of bored. Okay. Kind of bored. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Like, you know, anybody... I don't know. Like, usually, like, because there's like no crowd uh, there. So it's just like them talking. And usually, like, oh, crowd, crowd would okay. be like, ah! Right. Yeah. You mean the presentation? Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree with that more. Not having a live audience sucks. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Like, even like, you know, the dead people who were on like the laughing track of Seinfeld, like, that could have helped. Especially with Todd Howard. Yeah. It just works. Um, no, I'm actually really glad you elaborated on that. I thought you meant like the selection of video games left you bored, which I would understand because there was some expectations that we both had. But without a live audience, it really de- you know, it definitely takes away from the experience itself, especially since you know both of us have been watching E3 and all these presentations for over a decade. And uh, it, it is really sad to just go to the digital-only format um i really do hope next year they kind of figure something out and like maybe do their own uh well they have xbox fan fest so if they were to turn that into something bigger maybe at the microsoft campus and invite fans and press to be a part of their audience when they do this presentation i think it'd be um very beneficial to them so uh i kind of agree with you i I definitely was bored i I just rewatched the entire thing uh, about a couple hours ago and while I actually did end up enjoying the variety of games talked about, not so much for myself, but for the general Xbox and PC audience that we have in the world, you know, PC Master Race, of course, and then Xbox and this console war is doing very good considering the other two consoles, PS5 and Nintendo Switch are phenomenal in their own right. Um, I just think like the general fan base um, is definitely got a lot of great games coming to them. So I am looking forward to fans out there getting their hands on these games. But for me personally, I was hoping for a little bit more and we'll dive into that at the very end, but I do want to start off with a game that I wasn't excited for when it got announced at all. But now that I've seen the first gameplay, I am very curious to 
hop on with you, Jarrett, and whoever else wants to play with us. It's on Game Pass, so there's no reason to not try it. But it's Redfall. So Redfall is created by Arcane Studios, most uh, most known for their work on Dishonored and Prey. And it is an open-world campaign, um, four-player co-op shooter against vampires. Um, I don't know. There's something about it. It looks really good. It's like an FPS. Um, I think the guns look great. I think that's what really draws me and I like the guns and you can see uh, a tad bit of customization um, as the gameplay continues. Um, You talked about it on the phone earlier or earlier in the week. Can't remember which phone call it was, but you did kind of, you know, it does remind you akin of like, you know, left for dead. It definitely does to an extent, but I think it takes that, um, that cooperative experience and really turns it on its head and make it its own thing. Um, But once again, this is coming to game pass and I'm very much looking forward to it. So I went from disinterested to actually really hoping to try out any beta or whatever else to really get my hands on it and make like a final judgment. But where do you, where do you land with Redfall? Cause I think you played prey, right? Or mm, not prey, but dishonored. So knowing that arcane studios definitely has a formula that they can go, you know, that they pretty much make their games by, um, you know, where do you sit with Redfall now that we've seen some gameplay? I'll try it out. Um, I'm more interested in, warhammer dark tide um which wasn't shown here and i'm fucking pissed off about that but yeah yeah well i mean both of them will be going to game pass right so it's gonna be either one we'll see which one's the better one yeah i think that's gonna be a really interesting comparison because i think dark tide's looking really promising um i can't wait to get my hands on that and so we can play it but yeah Yeah. i i do think redfall is gonna be interesting um i don't like a part of me just wants it to like blow me away. Cause I'm tired of games just being like coming to game pass and they're fun. You know, like I'm like, Oh, well, I'm really glad I was able to play this on game pass, but we haven't had games that like, like, Holy yeah. shit. Like this is a get for game pass, you know, that and so much replayable action. Yeah. Like, I feel like you play one game and you're just like, all right, well, that's going in the storage unit. <laughs> called Pretty my much. Ter- my hard drive yeah i i feel like these days that's a that's a very bad thing in gaming and it's uh, a little rough but uh moving on we got a trailer for hollow knight silk song which is crazy to see because you know brian uh from another vinyl page you know he's always on the podcast he's always talking about this at nintendo directs and stuff and then we got a trailer for it here which made me laugh because um, he just doesn't play Xbox, but he could play on the cloud, uh, especially with a game like this. it would be able to run it pretty well. Um, it, it showed a trailer for it. It's coming to Game Pass day one, but still, till this day, no release date. <laughs> and I, I feel bad. I think he's been waiting for this game like for two or three years, maybe even longer. So um, I don't understand why you would even give us a trailer if there's not even like it. There wasn't even a year. Like it doesn't say 2023. It doesn't say anything. So it's like, I don't know what's going on here because the gameplay looks pretty fluid. Um, the, you Maybe know, looks... that's a good thing. Ooh. That's something that we just got done talking about uh, a lot recently. Um, ooh, yeah, you kind of hit me with that one. So we're going to dive into that real quick because you're right. You know, that's that's good. So me and Alex have been talking about it a lot lately, a lot lately how we're just sick of developers giving us release dates or the year that it's going to come out and then they end up delaying it. So I basically sound like a hypocrite because that is something that I really don't like right now. So yeah, uh, good shit, Alex. 
that was a pretty good call out because you're right. It's like, well, if it's not ready, it's not ready. You know, sorry. Yeah. And I, I remember like back in the day, um, like it took years for another game to come out. And then when they were like ready to show gameplay, like it was, it was ready, like the next, you know, however many months it was showcased. Um, just like Halo, like I think the E3 demo was pretty similar to the gameplay we got. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was very similar. Uh, thankfully, it was upgraded a lot because uh, some of the 2019 multiplayer got um, found in the files, and it's a very different game than what we got now. But you're not wrong. It's like you know, you know, back in the day when they showed Reach, it was just a trailer, and then they showed gameplay, and the game literally came out months later in the beta that same summer. So you're right. Like there used to be more of a, a cycle to these games and their release dates and the development cycle that they went through. So, you know, it's just, it seems like things are just a little hodgepodge between developers. Everyone's different, but um, a lot of people are working from home too. So um, I know that takes a toll on some people because like in the office, you're kind of focused, but with, when you're at home, but not speaking for everybody, but like probably a lot of people, you know, it's easy to get distracted and, get away with stuff well it's also like like you said the distractions around the house but also like what if you're working on an animation or you're a level designer and you want someone from the the creative uh the writing team to come look at something to see if this matches the tone of the script or whatever like you have to email that shit you can't walk over to that person's desk and be like hey can you or call them over to your desk and say hey can you check this out real quick so i couldn't even imagine you know, having a development team of a hundred plus people or 20 people and trying to develop a game and, you know, figure that out because, you know, because you can technically make a game remotely, they are, a lot of people are still working from home. So I wouldn't imagine that's a very fun uh, feat to overcome. But when it comes to the Silk Song, you know, did, did you ever play the first Hollow Knight? No, no, I never did. But okay. it, looks, it looks interesting. It looks very good. Yes. I'm just not the biggest 2D guy. But I think, you know, those fans are going to be pretty happy when that game finally comes out. And then next up, we have uh, High on Life. It is a goofy FPS that's made by the Rick and Morty creators. Um, it's going to be, you know, almost everything I uh, talk about today is going to be day one on Game Pass. But, uh, you know, what did you think of this game? I thought it was just kind of weird. It looks goofy, but um, have you ever played Oddworld Stranger's Wrath from the original Xbox? Yes. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I guess it kind of does, huh? Like, o- almost to a T with, like, the guns and stuff? Yeah, like, he had the crossbow with all the... Um, the the, the uh, different... Uh, critters. The yeah. critters. Yeah, holy shit. Nice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty solid comparison that I didn't really uh, think about when I was watching the gameplay trailer. Um, is this a game that's on your radar, or is it just like, yeah, it's just, it's cool, but not for me? I might check it out when I have the time, but yeah. I just hope it's not too Rick and Morty. What? Anytime I hear that dude's voice, I can't not think of Morty, and it just kind of—I don't—I don't know. I don't really care for Rick and Morty. So, oh, what do you mean, Rick? Yeah, it's so. Um, Listen, Morty. Yeah, uh, it kind of throws me off a little bit, but who knows? It might be a really good game. But once again, it's on Game Pass, so there's no reason to check it out. You're going to be hearing that a lot on this episode. Uh, next up, we have the Riot Games partnership, which I think is a pretty big deal for, you know, Game Pass, so to speak. I mean, all, I think believe all these titles are free to play. 
but they are coming to Game Pass. Uh, all Riot games are coming to Game Pass with their respective champions unlocked. So for PC and mobile, whatever platforms these games are available on, you will be able to sign into your Xbox account and unlock the Asians for Valorant or the champions in League of Legends. So uh, does any of that interest you, Alex? Or did you ever play any of the Riot games? games? There is one. I think it's Riot. My No, I think it's the Epic. Never mind. I was thinking of a different game that's coming out that interests me. But uh, I played Legion Le- Legends back in the day. And yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, just, it just doesn't interest me anymore. And Valorant, I'd rather just go play CSGO. Yeah. So I, I played League when it came out. Um, I remember using Ash quite a bit when that game came out. Um, the game was cool. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's just not my cup of tea. And then I couldn't agree with that more. I'll just go fucking play CSGO if I want to play that type of shooter. Um, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, while it's fresh in mind, uh, I think it's epic that it's coming out on. But uh, it's uh, Return of Moria. Have you have you heard that yet? No. Oh, it's uh, kind of like Valheim, but you're the dwarves from Lord of the Rings rebuilding Moria. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a survival down in the cave. And like you got to manage your lights, life, uh, your light source, um, and your noise level, or else uh, smell goblins will start oh. coming after you. It's set in the fourth era after um, so the Lord dead. of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's way he's super dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think he's coming back to that. So it's in the fourth era. That's interesting. Uh, Next up is A Plague's Tale Requiem. Uh, Plague's Tale Innocence is on Xbox Game Pass and I believe PC right now. Uh, I think I'm almost done with the game, but I didn't finish it. I, it's kind of like a walking simulator with some combat. It is a very good game for what it is. Um, it's very different for me personally, so I, I don't think that's why I think that's why I didn't finish it. But uh, there's a lot of detail put into these games, especially for the historical era that it's taking place in, which is during the Black Plague. Um, you know, what did you think of this trailer? And did you play the first game by any chance? No, I never played it. But what it's reminding me of is, um, gosh, I can't remember. It's on Game Pass too. You plays the chick with schizophrenia. Oh, uh, it reminds you of uh, Hellblade. Hellblade, yeah. It's kind of like that. Yes, mm-hmm. and I would say almost precisely in the sense of like you're just walking around, and then there's some com- combat here and there. Uh, I recommend the game to anyone, though. The story from what I experienced in the first one was very good. Um, kind of believable, too, though. Like, it's not too far-fetched in what you do because you're obviously a girl taking on, you know, knights and stuff in specific areas. Uh, it's really not that unbelievable. Uh, I do recommend it. And this game looks very promising. It looks like it's a, a really good step up from its uh, the first one. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I do hope that I finish the first one before this one comes out. Uh, next up is a game I'm very excited for, but really pissed off that it's not coming out this year. Uh, Forza Motorsport is coming back, and it looks fucking incredible. I, I just cannot wait to get my hands on this game. The level of detail on, on the levels, the real-time ray tracing, the time of day changes while you're on the track. Uh, I am a sucker for this shit, and I eat it up. So I am just losing my mind for this game and i cannot wait to see the amount of detail in person but alex do you even give a shit about this kind of stuff no not really you're smirking uh, over there yeah <laughs> i don't know that's not horizon i i really play the new horizon anyways um but 
Yeah, it looks beautiful. I mean, Forza always blows it out of the water with their details and their customization on their cars and everything. Yeah. But you need Jared on the podcast for that one. I told him to be on tonight, but he's being a bitch and he's definitely going to hear this because he listens to every episode. So I don't know why he's so afraid of being on the podcast because he's always good when he's on it. He's always fun to listen to or have on. But yeah, I'm just like a, I'm a sucker for cars. So seeing them in that kind of detail is, it's mind blowing. And I cannot wait to see where they go from here. I'll download it if it has an 85 Toyota to sell. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm sorry, I'm listening to you, but my dog just like walked in the room and then fucking stared at me all weird in like an attack position because she wants to play. Hey, okay. And now she's, do you hear that? Mm. Why are you doing <laughs> what are you? What is happening right now? <laughs> Dude, just... Is the dog having a seizure? I mean, she's, so she does this thing where, um, I guess I should cut that out. Fucking doing I'm gonna have to cut that out. She's all right. My grandma just gave her a bath, so now she's fucking freaking out. Now I have to cut all this out. See, Luna? Let's actually have a door closed. Are you fine? Are you showing? Are you good? <laughs> oh my god. Give me a second. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Why are you doing that? <laughs> right in the mic. <laughs> you all right? You good? Are you chilling? Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know. I think she might have got water in her nose or something that fucked her up. You good? You done being weird? Nope. Demons possessing the chihuahua. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> oh, God. So she used to do that. And it was something called kennel cough. And if mm-hmm. the dog's in the shelter with more than a few dogs in the, in the crate, you know, they have that kind of cough. And she did have it just like they said that she would. But sometimes I've noticed when she tries to get attention that she'll do that. But right now, I think it's just because she got water, too much water in her face or something, like in her nostrils. Yeah, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> Are you done? You cool? Are you good? I'm going to have to cut so much. Oh, hey. Mm. I don't know why she gave you a bathroom now. You're doing it so. well then it's okay gave me time to finish my terminator i just realized i could have hit the pause button on the recording i'm gonna do that now actually until this is done well uh sorry about that my dog was dry heaving herself to death so she's fine now thank god (laughs) um rest in peace yeah sorry luna r.i.p homie uh, so we were pretty much talking about Forza Motorsport. You're more of a Horizon guy, but you know we, you know we talked about how like the graphics look, you know, incredible. Can't wait! I can't wait to just see that, and uh, how Jared should just be on the podcast. But uh, moving on to the next one, it's kind of an announcement. If you play it, 
but the Microsoft Flight Simulator 40th Anniversary Edition will be coming out in September. We'll be able to fly helicopters and a variety of other aircrafts. And then on the day of the showcase, June 12th, they released a crossover with Halo Infinite where you could fly the Pelican from Halo. And it's fucking awesome. It is amazing. I love it. Why is there more content coming out for other games than Halo Infinite? I don't know. But I am a sucker for crossovers. So everyone wins at the end of the day. It just works. It just works. But uh, did you have any interest of checking out Microsoft Flight Simulator? Or you don't really give a shit? I do. But I will need uh, one of those old controllers. You know, the pilot stick or whatever steering yeah, flight stick yeah so it's called Alice. there it is <laughs> there's a fight stick and then we know for flying it's flight so you call it a flight stick <laughs> what's the driving one called a steering, a wheel? steering wheel oh my god With a shifter and a pedals no oh my god uh I, I do recommend it though if you ever get a flight stick it's, it's a lot of fun I will say playing this game on controller just feels completely obsolete, but it's still fun. Uh, moving on to a game I really don't care about. I just, it's not for me. I think it's because I worked at GameStop when the first one came out and the promotions were annoying as fuck. And I also hate Blizzard. Overwatch 2, everyone. What are your thoughts, Alex? Uh, I think I'll stand with the majority opinion of the internet and this is probably should have just been a dlc or an update for overwatch because it looks exactly the same yeah uh i couldn't agree more and then they also just talked about which apparently some people are like oh it's been announced for years but it doesn't change the way people should feel about it but yeah once this game once this game comes out the first game is not even playable anymore so it's it's quite literally an update <laughs> so uh, I think it's that's, kind of fucked up to call it Overwatch 2. They could have just left it as Overwatch. I don't really understand the problem with that. That's kind of shitty for the fans, too. Like, well, yeah, you guys have credit cards, don't you? Well, it is free to play. Well, not if somebody who's doesn't have a Microsoft. Hmm. Yeah, I think no matter what, though, you shouldn't alienate the fan base of a different game just because they still want to play it. So... That is true because maybe there's legacy updates that they want to play on Overwatch One, where Overwatch Two are gonna get rid of them. It could be a and it could be a number of things that people still want to go back to the old one and play. So, yeah, I think it's kind of shitty they're doing that. Um, hopefully, people like it. I'm not going to. But uh, next up is Ara: The History Untold. It is a real-time strategy game for the PC. Um, I don't play games on my PC, so this one is just kind of whatever. And it's also just a cinematic trailer. So probably could have done without it yeah it looks like a uh, civilization five something like so, that yeah civ five and i i never really got into those games neither did i i heard they're good but i didn't really catch my eye um next up is pete hines walking out and talking about pete hines stuff and uh we can play it now is the elder scrolls online high aisle explore a part of Tamriel that we've never explored before. Unfortunately, this game feels so dated when you play it that it's fucking horrible to play. So, yeah. And it, and it makes me sad to say that because I really do miss having an MMO in my life, whether it was this game or RuneScape. I, uh, I miss playing ESO on my console. It's weird. Someone's making a face, though. 
like I should be playing another MMO that exists out there that's also been out for like fucking almost three decades. You want to say it? Yeah, came out when I was four. Fuck. Asheron's Call, everybody. Yeah, I won't get into it, but the problem with Elder Scrolls is that it's the same repetitive thing like all MMOs, but uh, like there's not nothing too new and you got to be heavily invested for veteran dungeons and um i'm just gonna call them raids or trials whatever the fuck they were trials yes uh, but same difference yeah and like uh it never i played it for a long time and i i was a, a cash cow for them but no more no more once he became a master fisher, he knew that he completed everything in the game. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> I don't think I became a master fisher. Oh no! Yeah, you became a Sam Fisher. No, I'm a ma- <laughs> I'm a masturbator, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking solid. Um, yeah, man, I I was playing the last DLC that they released because it was like the year of Oblivion. Because they do that, it's like the year of a certain type of content. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the Oblivion DLC and I just, I couldn't get into it. The combat is so fucking uninspired and, you know, the, the characters and the worlds look extremely bland. It needs like a million texture updates. Uh, you know, like you kind of saying it gets super repetitive, just like other MMOs, but other MMOs just have a way of making sure that repetitiveness isn't boring. Like RuneScape is one of the most grindy fucking games I've ever played in my life. There's something about it where you're like, I'm here for this. I'm okay with this. Whereas like certain quests in ESO are so bo- like even the elders or the uh, of the Oblivion DLC, I couldn't tell you anything that was happening. I did not give a fuck, and I, I think that's a shame, really, because it didn't do enough to draw me in. I'm sure there's a great story being told there, but uh, I just I just can't do it, man. It just doesn't uh, do it for me anymore. Yeah, it always felt the same, um, like. That's the problem with like MMOs and uh, them coming out with DLCs. It's like, uh, how do I best describe this? Um, it's like you defeated the main threat, but there's a new one, but there's a new one, but there's a new one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's a really good way to describe ESO, actually. Like, it just feels like nothing's ever really changing. And the world is so bland. It's unreal. It's unreal for me. Um, yeah, so High Isle is out now for Xbox and it's already available on PC, so you can check that out, I guess. Uh, next up is Fallout 76, where you can do the expeditions in, starting in September. And the first expedition will be going back to the pit, which is originally a DLC pack for Fallout 3. Um, I am one of the only people I know that actually enjoy, ended up enjoying Fallout 76, thank you, thanks to the Wastelanders DLC, where they added NPCs. And it actually added a real story to the game. However, the pit looks boring as fuck. I'm still going to try it out, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty Wait, sad. I'm waiting for Operation Anchorage. Uh, that'd be dope. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, because I, like I said, I was rewatching this a couple hours ago, the whole showcase, and Pete Hines is talking about, which I actually forgot to put in my notes. So I'll say it now. You know, he's talking about how it's the 25th anniversary of Fallout. And I'm like, and that's all you're going to talk about is the pit. Like, you're not going to do a Fallout 3 remaster, New Vegas, nothing, man. And it's just, I just think it's such a shame that we didn't get anything in regards to one of the older Fallouts. 
I'm just surprised they haven't hired because they have so much money now. The modders who did um, the New Vegas mod for Fallout 4. Oh, yes. It's yeah. Like, I mean, there's like a. You have, yeah. Go ahead. You have all like the resources there. Like, why not just hire them? And because they're already building the project. I mean, even the Sky Oblivion people, why not just hire them to finish the Sky Oblivion and call it Oblivion Remastered? You know, Fallout New Vegas Remastered. Yeah. I did, I you, yeah. you guys, they can keep them on there on the payroll too to make new content as well. Yeah, you would literally create a community dev team that yeah. you pay, you know, and they will do everything for you. It, it, like, it doesn't make sense to me because the money they would make off that would beat whatever logistics they would try to argue against us with. You know, it, it'd literally be a money pit for them. So I don't really understand it. And I think it's quite a shame, to be honest, because, you know, you and me have talked about it, but like I never really finished New Vegas. I never played any of the expansions and I know I'm missing out, but it's really hard to go back to the game. Um, and I would, I would love to see them, you know, make a remaster of it. So it's kind of a shame. And then Oblivion is one of my favorite games of all time. So obviously I'd like that remastered, but oh well, it is what it is. Uh, do you have any opinions on Fallout 76 or is it just kind of like whatever to you because you don't ever plan on playing it again? It's whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, seeing seeing how you look at Bethesda these days is kind of sad sometimes because you used to be one of the biggest Bethesda stands I've ever known. But they did it to themselves. It wasn't a, it wasn't a you thing. Hey, Rome fell in a day. Huh? Rome fell in a day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And next up is Forza Horizon Five with a DLC that I'm fucking just beyond excited for because I loved it in Horizon Three. Hot Wheels DLC is coming back. And it looks better than ever. The tracks that they made in Horizon 3 were so fun to play online with other people and just kind of explore. So I cannot wait to get my hands on this. And it's available July 19th. Um, yeah, I know you didn't play the new one itself, but what do you think of the Hot Wheels DLC that you saw? Oh, it looks fun as fuck. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Very much looking forward to this. I was waiting for like a Mountain Dew commercial to come out of nowhere. <laughs> or yeah. like Mountain Dew and know, fucking uh, Doritos. Yeah. Yeah, I always felt like they were paired with Hot Wheels. I mean, kind of, yeah. yeah I could see that. But yeah, that's coming out July 19th. Uh, definitely keep your eye on it. You're not going to want to miss it, especially if you haven't played the Forza Horizon 3 Hot Wheels DLC. Um, I promise you it's it's better than the main game. You're going to have so much more fun if you're into the goofy, wacky, or like super crazy uh, tracks. You're definitely going to be in for a treat on this one. Uh, next up is Arc 2. It's going to be a console launch title. And it's called Arc 2. F is for family. We have Vin Diesel here doing what he does best and protecting family at all costs. He's going to take these dinosaurs and he's going to fly to fucking space and then see Paul Walker's fucking force ghost and they're going to dance and just fly away for family. What are your thoughts on Arc 2 so far? Damn. <laughs> that, that was a hell of an intro. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> I just, uh, I used to, you know, I used to never like hate Vin Diesel or anything. Like I thought Chronicles of Riddick, like the first one was fucking dope. And honestly, even the second one's kind of like wacky, but it's not that bad. Um, and then he has like another movie where it was like a, it's like a cyberpunk, like futuristic movie where he's an outlaw or something. Or might, that might have been Chronicles of Riddick. I don't fucking know. I used to like the guy, 
but then when he started talking about like fast the fucking fast movies and how he's like calling other actors out how like they need to be in his fucking movie and shit i'm like dude your movie sucks like no one wants to fucking be in it like fuck you so now yeah and then like his grandma's gonna be in the new fast and furious so like the whole family thing is like kind of a joke now so i couldn't help myself with that one but um did you ever play the the first arc survival evolved and like what are your thoughts on like the second one having an actual campaign and whatnot I played it, but I don't think my PC was good enough at the time. Um, but yeah, it just reminded me of a a rust with arc dinosaurs. or dinosaurs. Yeah, sorry, uh, <laughs> a rust with arc. Uh, that's yep, that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you'd be like the the person who would love this game. You would think everybody. so. Yeah, yeah you, you're definitely not wrong. I just have come to realize, you know, playing Valheim for a very short period of time. I just, I, uh, I don't like this, this whole survival stuff and collecting mm-hmm. sources and shit. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't, I don't want to make time for it. Sorry. Um, I get why people like it. I watch it. You know, I see Rust videos on TikTok. I, you know, I, I don't think Escape from Tarkov is anything like that. But I, you know, I, I watch yeah. these videos where you have to like scavenge for stuff, and and I, I get why people like it, but it's, it's just not for me. Um, I do think Ark has had quite the journey, though. And, you know, if the campaign looks cool, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, next up is a game that Alex is very much looking forward to. I don't know about me personally, because it looks too fucking weird. But Scorn is a new FPS horror thriller shooter. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Thing of from your nightmares. It, it looks really cool if you're into this kind of um game uh i just put that it looks crazy and it comes out in october on game pass but alex kind of take it away with this one like what are your thoughts so far with what you've seen with scorn uh it reminds me of dead space and doom put together yep and like the- well, you were talking about the flood too and i i saw those comparisons very quickly so i think it's like a solid mashup of like halo 2's high charity with the flood but then like hardcore doom and dead space vibes 100 percent yeah, and like the fact that like all the weapons are kind of connected to you, and like <laughs> I don't know, it looks badass. I'm not into that kind of stuff. I think that's why, but it it looks good. I'm really excited for people to get their hands on it, especially you, um, to definitely hear what people have to say about it. I think the game um, it has a lot of potential, man. It looks like it's uh, carefully crafted, and I, I hope people like it quite a bit. Uh, next up is Flintlock. Um. I'm gonna check it out. I don't, I don't really know what to think of it. It's a action. Uh, it's an action adventure game where the chick has an axe, she has a flintlock pistol, uh, and she has a magical fox. And it just looks like it might be fun. It's coming to Game Pass, so really no reason to not check it out. The story looks interesting. It's about you know killing gods and stuff. Um, it just looks like it's combining a ton of you know previous uh, games and you know into one. Uh, game itself so i don't know i'm excited to check it out but uh it looks like a solid you know double a game nothing nothing too crazy to freak out about what are your thoughts on flintlock though uh reminds me of like assassin's creed and god of war put together yeah thank you that's a really good way to put that yeah uh i will not be checking it out because i'll probably be playing god of war fair enough Next up is Minecraft Legends, an action strategy game where you take over the overworld to fight oh. off the nether enemy. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's cool. You know, I'm happy for Minecraft fans. I think I know, I know it's such a huge franchise out there um, of people, people from all ages love it. So I'm always excited for this fan base to get something because um, I, I do think Minecraft Dungeons was a very cool uh, ARPG. Um, it was a good attempt at it. I had a lot of fun playing it. I like the music. It reminded me so much of like Champions of Nora and some other old school ARPGs from back in the day. So um, hopefully uh, Legends is good. Um, Alex, any thoughts on Minecraft? Uh, not really much of a Minecraft guy, but glad they're finally starting to see some updates, new game out of it. It's, it's a pretty big title that they bought. And I, I always feel like they wasted a lot of potential on it. Yeah, like it definitely seemed like it started to pick up with Minecraft Dungeons and Minecraft Dungeons had a couple expansions, but you know, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. It always felt like there's room for more. I mean, I know Telltale Games had their... Um, their adventure games as well so is minecraft telltales my uh games minecraft dungeons and now we got legends but i still feel like there's probably that more, more that could be done in this franchise so um hopefully it all works out for them yeah i'm surprised they haven't come out, came out with like a minecraft 2 yet i agree you know like maybe with what do you think like maybe minecraft 2 with like actual graphics you know like not so pixelated uh graphics um updated monsters and everything new monsters like I'll I, tell feel, you. I feel like it's uh like left to the modders now yeah i'll tell you what if they were to ditch the pixelated everything about their game and like kind of make it look like a real world i'd probably lose my shit because i, I did enjoy it back in the day it was a lot of fun when i was in beta mode it was so cool like i was in computer class in high school I would dig to the very center of the world and just put uh, make a massive TNT tower to the sky and just blow it up. And it was pretty fucking cool. But that was also 11 years ago. So <laughs> uh, the games have changed quite a bit since then. Holy shit, I am old. God the game is very old. Yeah, so am I, apparently. Uh, next up is Lightyear Frontier. It is a, another survival-type farming game where you're in a mech suit. And it looks like there's four player co-op and then there looks like there's a story to be unraveled as you explore the world or the planet that you're on. Um, I just put that it seems interesting. I don't know. There's, there's something about it that does have me interested, but it's also probably going to be like many other games. That I just, I don't necessarily care for, even if they're good. Um, but, crafting games coming out. Well, that's kind of the thing, man. Like I'm not really interested in crafting like that anymore. You know, like that's not really my cup of tea. A lot of crafting and uh, battle royales. To me, there's a lot of games coming out that are just time wasters. If that makes any sense to you. Yeah. You know, like I just want the fucking game to be straightforward. Like right now, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins on Game Pass, and I'm like, dude, I'm having so much fucking fun. But the game is very straightforward. Take this fucking sword, shove it in the dude's torso, call it a day. Like, uh, it's just straight to the point, and I'm really enjoying it. But it's like, and there's a lot more you could do with the game. But I'm just saying, like, these games where you have to go craft and make a farm. And it's like, I get it. You know, people like it. I probably used to play games like this back in the day. But I just, I don't know. Like, it just, I feel like it's doing nothing for me. But once again, like I said at the top of the show, I do think the variety of games is great for fans out there. Uh, I just may not be one of them. I work already, so why do I want to? You know what? Go Thank home you. And work again. Yeah. 
So the whole reason I play games for people that are listening, if I haven't talked about it yet, it's to escape reality. So if I'm already fucking working all day, I'm not trying to come home and work on my fucking digital farm. Like, yeah, you know, thank you, Alex. That's a really good way to put that, which is fine if people like it. I'm not knocking you, but for me, I like, I'm not, I'm trying to come home. If I, if I do turn on my Xbox, like I'm trying to jump in, do what I got to do and get off. Like I, I probably only play for like 30 minutes to an hour right now. It's pretty, pretty bad. Um, but I did put, uh, uh, yeah, so I just put that it seems interesting. Next up is Gunfire Reborn. It's a roguelite animal first-person shooter. I just didn't care. Um, it's whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're at, like, the Nintendo part of the fucking showcase where, like, Nintendo starts showing off games that, like, who is this for? Who, who, who are we making this for? Um the game does look more polished than those kind of Nintendo games I'm talking about, especially if you've heard those direct episodes, but it's just, it's just not for me. Uh, next up is the last case of Benedict Fox. I put that. It seems all right. Like I said, at the top of the show, I'm not really a huge fan of 2d games, but this game does look interesting. If you're into 2d games, it's suspenseful. looks like a thriller. Um, I think a lot of people out there are going to be happy with this game, but it's just not up my alley. Same with me. I yeah. get bored dude yeah because it, it looks like one of those 2d games where you fucking explore the area you unlock an ability and then you you go back to that area and now there's a whole new area because you can use that ability now you know which i get that's like the whole metroidvania formula but I, i'm not trying sounds to... like pokemon listen okay <laughs> God damn it. pokemon does it differently though it's not a 2d uh, game <laughs> you're really not wrong though <laughs> like son of a bitch like i was thinking about legends arceus right now like once you unlock braviary and you can fly around you can literally fly to different areas that's the sort of... thing like back in the old games like listen you know, motherfucker back when, back when i was a kid you know <sighs> oh you gotta you gotta learn rock smash to get past this rock <laughs> looks like i can just squeeze around it too many pokeballs your pokeballs are too big you can't get around it you need a big old golem to smack it down you don't know how to swim you, you, i guess you're just gonna have to capture this poor delicate creature by throwing a bunch of balls at it keep going oh yeah yeah you can't get to this area you gotta fly to it you gotta fly to it no no but what is that no don't look at the helicopter don't look at the helicopter no 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 that that plane that plane that's just a prototype <laughs> you gotta go capture this seagull and go throw a bunch of balls at it knock it out well almost knock it out first beat the sh- <laughs> living shit out of it that, that, like- se- that seagull behind the trash can tame it get a bunch of get a bunch of mcdonald's french fries tame it wrangle its neck till it's almost unconscious and throw a bunch of balls at it <laughs> And then you throw it out of the ball, it comes out, and then you're like, throw it in the air and like have a rope so you can fly away with it. I mean, I, I love Pokemon. In the arms of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a really good way to put it. I, you know what? I just don't like 2D games. That's where we're going to go with that. Um, Would you play uh, Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow? Those aren't 2D games. Oh, yeah. uh, 
Huh? So those are like overworld games. You know, those are different. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Back you, button. damn it. The backpedaling is real in this yeah, episode. Son of a bitch. Anyways, um, next up is A Dusk Falls. It's an interactive story, but I didn't like the art styles what I put. But I do think it's interesting that it's multiplayer with up to eight players, which should you know make for an interesting game. I do like the idea of making like, these interactive adventure games, you know, like Telltale games, but they're also multiplayer. So I'm excited to see what people do in the future with this type of idea or concept. I just, I don't care for the graphic novel or motion graphic motion uh, art style. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like the comic book kind of shifts. Yeah. I don't either. Like, I think if this game was like a legit, like made an unreal engine four or five, you know, like with, you know, realistic looking graphics, like this game would probably be way better off. Uh, you know, more props to the you know, creative team for doing what they want and sticking to their guns, but I'm not going to lie, I think this game is actually going to fall short from that with some people. So, uh, Next up is Baraka Twin Sword. It is the first Battle Royale that mainly focuses on using swords and whatnot. It is up to 60 players. It's been out, I believe, for a year on PC and is now on console as you hear this recording. I checked out, I played the tutorial about an hour and a half ago. Uh, I think the game is fun, but um, I was also playing on the cloud, so the graphics weren't looking too good, so I had to install it. But uh, I'm curious to check the game out. The combat does seem very fun. There's a grapple hook. There's abilities. Um, I do think there's potential for this game to be fun, but there's also going to be a campaign coming out. So I think for because of the gameplay being fun so far, I think the campaign will be worth it alone. So I'm excited to check it out. But Alex, did you play this game on PC yet, or have you seen anything on it? Uh, no, I, I mean, I've seen it. But I, I never played it. Um, I don't know. It just looks like For Honor, but with extra steps for me. <laughs> Pretty good point. Uh, yeah. So next up is Grounded. Grounded is finally getting a full release in September. I just put that I couldn't really get into the game in, when it was in game preview. Uh, I think the game's cool, but it's just like, honey, I shrunk the kids and they're in the backyard. And they're doing crazy shit and getting eaten by spiders. Um, I just, I couldn't get into it. It's another... Is it spiders? No, it, it's literally like Ark and like Rust is oh. literally just another survival game. Um, not that it's a bad thing. I just, I'm just really, really not into that genre. I get it. People love it, but I do not. And then if you have arachnophobia, you can turn that on and then the spiders just become giant blobs trying to kill you. So it's kind of funny. Um, the game looks great if you're into that kind of stuff, but if you haven't played it yet, you can check out the full release when it comes out in September. I was going to say, if uh, I could play as like the bugs, that'd be awesome. Like, True. But, but, but you can't. <laughs> but you can't, or else I'd probably play the game too, to be honest. Uh, next up is Aaron Shadow Legacy. I put that it seems meh. Alex, any thoughts? Oh, I can't even remember this one. It's like this chick who turns into a shadow and keeps taking out these robots, and it looks like a platformer where you use your shadow abilities to go across walls and other platforms that you wouldn't be able to as a human. She comes out of the shadows to take out robots. I don't know. It just doesn't look like it's for me. Uh, Surprised you're looking into it. I don't think the game's up your alley at all. Uh, oh, that's my fucking toe. Oh, it's Chappie. Dude, Chappie. 
That's a good movie. I don't know. It just looks like a Assassin's Creed again. I I don't I wouldn't have time to play it. This podcast is off the rails. My fucking dog dying and shit, and over here kicking fucking table. You're looking into this video game. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you would really care for this video game at all. And who has the time to play all of these fucking games? But next up is a game that I really wasn't that interested in, but after watching the showcase, I'm kind of interested in because of the open world plus crossplay plus PvP plus in-game content. It's Diablo 4, uh, a franchise that I never really got into. I know a lot of people out there love it, but uh, honestly, seeing the gameplay and the way it looks on the Series X, I got to say this game looks really good. And I, I do kind of miss playing an ARPG, but Alex, what are your thoughts on Diablo 4 so far? Uh, get Grim Dawn. What? Get Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn. Let me guess. It's only on PC. Yeah, but it's better. Don't fucking play PC games. You're not well, converting I mean, me to the Master I, Race, dude. I, I mean, I'm just saying. It's just a better game. Um, Diablo 4 kind of just looks the same as Diablo 3. A little bit better graphics. Oh, I'm going to skip out on this one. You guys have phones, right? Yeah, you guys have phones, right? Do you guys have $10,000 to get your first five-star legendary? I hope you have a phone for it. I, I will never touch a Blizzard game, even if I had a 10-foot pole. Even if it's on Game Pass? Yep. Oh, bitch. I was getting excited because it has crossplay. I was like, oh, dude, me and Alex can play because he's on PC. Motherfucker. I mean, if you're going to play it, I might try it out. Okay, cool. We're going to play it when it comes out and see where it goes. Uh, <laughs> next up is see long- a- Son of a bitch. What? As long as you play Astron's Call with me. Motherfucker. <laughs> One of these days I'll get it. God damn it. Ultimatums. I know, right? What the fuck? Uh, next up is Sea of Thieves with Season 7 starting July 21st. You can customize your cabins. You can be a captain of your ship. You can save your ship loadouts. And you can also name your ship. Because that's what people were waiting for. I never played the game. I was telling Jared today that I think Sea of Thieves would be great if they had a toggle third-person mode because the melee combat in first-person is absolutely terrible and uninspired and boring. And I think third-person would help it because at least you would see other stuff, you know? Like, it wouldn't be just, like, so in your face. But I just think the game's combat is awful. It's so boring, and I hate it. I fucking hate it so much. But, like, the water is gorgeous, that game has some of the best water mechanics you'll ever see in a video game. Um, the the Pirates of the Caribbean DLC, I didn't finish it, but it was really fun. I don't know if I I don't know if I can still play it. Um, when you play Sea of Thieves with friends and like everyone's kind of getting into it, I won't lie, it is a really good time. But um, when does that happen? So, Ravenlock is another game coming out, and I don't remember what it is. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I legitimately don't remember. I just put that it seems interesting. So, Ravenlock is um, it's, it's a game. It's an action adventure game with magic and monsters and cacti and giant cats. What? That's what it says. What does it look like? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Ravenlock is with a girl. She's got like a sword and shield. Looks like she gets magical abilities. 
Um, it actually does look interesting. It's a Game Pass game, so definitely check it out when it comes to Game Pass. But there's no release date on it yet. Uh, Looks like a Souls game. I know, right? <laughs> hey, man, I miss Elden Ring so much. Uh, next up is Cocoon. I put that it looks cool, but it's not for me. It is a over, over, you know, uh, over the top view. It's made by the people that made Limbo, which is uh, something interactive. Uh, I don't, I don't know. It looks looks like a platformer game too. Thank you, a platformer. Yes, I, I don't play platformers. So, looks like a lot of jumping. Looks like Portal. If, if people have made it above. this far in the podcast, they probably hate themselves. Why? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm out of it, and I'm you know my, the whole dog thing kind of threw me off. Uh, next up is Wolong Fallen Dynasty from the creators of Ninja Gaiden Dead or Alive. Um, uh, Team Ninja is behind this. I put that it seems interesting, but you know, uh, you know, Dead or Alive Five was massively egregious with microtransactions to the point where it's pretty pathetic. So we'll see. I thought the trailer for this game looked cool, but uh, you know they're definitely trying to make a huge push for the those Japanese-based games on Xbox, and I think that's great because there's a huge audience out there that would love to have them. But what did you think of this game? I actually like the look at it. I, I might try it out because I, I always liked Ninja Gaiden. Um, yeah. Great series. Did I beat it? No. No. I love Ryu Hayabusa though. Uh, Next up is a great announcement. Persona 3, 4, and 5 are coming to Game Pass, starting with 5 coming out in October. Um, I always hear about these games. I don't think they look interesting at all. Like, I just, no, not for me. But I've heard a constant amount of people saying that they wish Persona was on the Xbox, and I'm so happy that it's coming to the console for those fans out there. Uh, I know this is a huge franchise to waste a smash brothers character slot on one of their characters so um it must be pretty <laughs> don't sound salty ryan um so it must be really good um so i hope someone listening to this loves persona and i hope they're happy with this announcement because I, I think that's awesome next up to continue the partnership with japanese-based developers even though he's got a studio i think here in la now uh is hideo kojima is making a fresh new ip working in tandem with xbox game studios um you know metal gear is dope i've never played it but i know it's a critically acclaimed franchise and i think death stranding looks stupid but you know he's one for one right now so maybe <laughs> maybe the third game he makes is really good oh i guess he, he predicted did. the future did he yeah what do you mean? Like the, the, there's like an amazon delivery driver and he's like delivering packages out in the wasteland doesn't he actually do that in the game with the character? Yeah. So what was the guy's name from Walking uh, Dead? Son of a bitch. I, I know his name. Uh Norman Reedus. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an interesting game. It no, it does. I'm just being a bitch. It, no, it looks really good actually. And it's on PC as well. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people out there love Kojima, so I'm excited to see what game he works on for the Xbox. I'm sure whatever it is, it's going to be fantastic. And then uh, to wrap this up, we have the game of the night. We have... It just works. It just works, Field. <laughs> uh, 20 years in the making, according to Todd Howard, the man, the myth, the legend himself. Sure doesn't look like it. 
Starfield. <laughs> uh, fuck you, Alex. I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be fucking awesome, and I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for this game. Um, I I really thought like they should have scrapped Fallout 76 and just kept on doing like more DLCs for Fallout 4 and you know last one was nuka world so we actually found the rocket ship and we're able to blast off into the stars and uh we're here <laughs> and uh also did you know that alden is back but he's a space dragon yeah and it's oh, up to the Dwayne. it's up to the dragonborn to fus roda his ass back into the galaxy and save the day if there's no like skyrim references in this game i'll lose my shit um but uh in a, on a serious note you know i understand that there's probably expectations that you might have had or the lack of but like when you see the starfield gameplay not considering the internet's bashing of it like what are your personal thoughts on what you saw and was there anything at all that actually did kind of leave you with um an ounce of hope to actually get your hands on it and uh, potentially enjoy it i will definitely try it well, we know you're gonna play it. I dude, you know Bethesda's dead when you don't even play their game. So I know you're gonna play it, but like you know, is a ship customization appealing to you at all, considering that there is space flight, you know, and space and battles you that you can engage in? Like does any of that sound enticing to you? Or when this game was announced, was there anything that you're really hoping for that you haven't seen yet? No, actually I I really kind of gave up hope on bethesda and like seeing the settlement building again and the crafting of your ship it's cool but i hope it's not the same focus they had in fallout 4 i think i'm gonna cry right now um i think it's gonna be the same focus to be honest with you yeah and i wish it wasn't that way yeah i think it's better to lower our expectations in terms of the narrative experience i do think it is going to be held back towards um, a settlement driven narrative because they kind of talk about the the program that you're joining and it does sound like it's literally just ex- exploring and building the universe around you so i do think that we might have a Preston garvey type of situation here the only thing and i'm not really trying to defend them it's just like i legitimately am excited for this game because i think that i'm gonna have a lot of fun with it and at the end of the day that's all i'm really looking for but uh, I do think like the settlement building in this game looks, get it, astronomically better than Fallout 4. Like I, I think it, it, you know, it looks like you're building a real fucking settlement, and I'm actually looking forward to it. I just hope it's not the focus that they of did in Fallout yes. 4. Because they, I think they ruined Fallout 4 because of that. Like I think, I think that's why I don't like the game. Let alone the expansions are terrible. Besides Far Harbor, because Far Harbor is fucking one of the most fallout expansions there is um i just i don't know man i and we kind of talked about it too with like the fusion rifle or that plasma pistol that he has or the laser pistol that looks like it's straight out of fucking fallout the reloading um, animations are the same yeah so i'm hoping that they deliver you know they have another fucking nine months to work on the game so i'm hoping that the game still comes out to uh great praise and i, I hope it's good but I know a lot of people are down and out on this game. I know that a lot of people are let down because they feel like it looks just like No Man's Sky, which, you know, that's fine. No Man's Sky had a crazy long journey to get to where it's at today. 
I still think the games look very different in their own right. And I think that's awesome because both games are going to be good. Um, we'll but, see. I, I was hoping they would show a better world than the one they chose. Well, it's kind of like when Star Wars is always on Tatooine. It's like, okay, I fucking get it. You like desert planets. And so, of course, the first thing they show us is like a moon. And I'm like, all right, well, I know what a fucking moon looks like. You know, you have a thousand other planets. Let me see at least one of the most unique ones you could show us. You know, what's wrong with that? So, um, you know, and, and that's the other thing they talk about is that there's a thousand planets that you'll be able to explore. And I'm hoping that they're not just barren wastelands like their game ESO, you know, Zenimax. Um, I don't know. I'm very hopeful for this game. I think that there's a lot of potential here. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it, to be honest with you. I will see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the Xbox Bethesda game showcase. At the end of the day, I do think it could have been better. But I think for fans out there, like I said at the top of the show, I do think anyone out there has an amazing variety of games to check out in the near future. And I, I hope a lot of people out there listening to this like them. And to wrap up the show... I want to talk about the things that we didn't get that we wish we would have. And I'll go first. You know, I, I wanted more Halo Infinite content. I don't like this future of Xbox where Halo still isn't the the poster boy of the, um, you know, the Xbox division. And uh, it just worries me. You know, I, I would have liked a Halo 3 or Halo Wars 3 announcement because I, I fucking love Halo Wars. And the story that they've actually created there is pretty damn impressive especially with like the whole arc story with the banished and then the awakening of the nightmare expansion, you know, with the brutes. Um, I think Halo Wars has so much potential to just take the mantle. Like I think they could literally make an infinite chief's last story and let the spirit of fire and red team, like really take over the narrative for or the, pre- the prelude to Atriox beating master chief. What about it? Well, I said, I said, they could make a campaign of like the prelude of Atriox uh, beating Master Chief. Oh yeah, so I just feel like there's so much potential with the the Halo Wars franchise. So I I would have liked to just get an announcement for that. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like that, but I would have just liked to know that they're considering it. Um, or future Halo Infinite content, whether it be co-op, Forge, or story content. You know, there's a lot of campaign leaks going out right now that there's campaign expansions in the future and. You know, recently I've been revisiting the campaign. I think there's so much potential on the Zeta Halo ring to create new stuff for Chief to do or your multiplayer Spartan to create a narrative experience. And then a, a game that has been like leaked or like talked about for at least a year now is the Marcus Phoenix collection, Gears 1 through 3. Um, I'm really sad that this didn't happen. Um, I would love to replay those campaigns in remastered form. Uh, the multiplayer I'll, I will always love, but like the campaigns more specifically, like I think those campaigns are incredible and I'd love to replay them. But uh, last for me is Avowed. I really wanted to see any type of gameplay. Just it could have been anything at all and I would have been happy. But Alex, when it comes to the things that weren't shown in the show, is there anything specifically that you'd like to call out? Uh, I would have loved to see another Ultimate Edition for Gears of War like gears war one yeah i'm not gonna lie they can remake that game as many times as they want i uh, i think that is like the best gaming we ever had yeah yeah uh, like the amount of play time and nights that we spent on that game 
or just absolute. one more game just one more ga- oh shit it's canals it's gridlock <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're, I, I'm so surprised the four of us haven't got together to do a podcast on that because it's so fucking done with Alice in Chains and playing on the map Old Bones and then playing the song Them Bones before we fucking... <laughs> yeah, some of my favorite gaming moments in history, 100%. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I know Avowed was definitely on your list. You know, definitely probably the prior, or the top one. Um, you know, They can take as much time as they want. I really I want will, that game to be good. I will be here when it comes out. And I hope it does so much better than Skyrim. I fucking dare you. There's no such thing as better than Skyrim. Skyrim is life, my friend. What do you think is going to happen for Elder Scrolls 6? I don't know. They could just remaster Skyrim and call it Elder Scrolls 6. No, they can't. <laughs> People are tired of that meme. I know. Uh, I think Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be fine. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Do you think they're going to do a bunch of crafting systems? I mean, you don't think it'd be cool to like make your own like Imperial Town or like Breton Town or a town regarding your race and the Tamriel realm? Not really. All right. Not really. Always, I felt like Morrowind did it right. Like you get to build your own like little town, stronghold. Yeah. But in the meantime, you could go murder somebody and take over their house. True. Morrowind did it right. Fucking Morrowind. <laughs> they did. Uh, is there anything else that you would have liked to um, see talked about on the show or anything else you want to talk about tonight? I don't know any other Xbox games that I'd want to come out. I wouldn't mind them bringing Mech Assault back. If yeah. they could do it right. It's not a Bethesda game, or not a Beth- uh, Xbox game, but um, War of the Monsters. I'd love to see that come back. Holy shit. That was such a good game. Wow. I played that game a lot. <laughs> that game was tits. Yeah, that game's fucking old school, man. Um, all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this gu- episode, guys, because I don't know. I feel like it's kind of been a slow rolling one. <laughs> this whole time, fucking Luna. Thanks for ruining the show, you bitch. Um, yeah, we're both tired. We worked. We and, and I'm over here drinking too. So this is uh this is fucking uh, Sailor Jerry's and Coke right now. It's a rum and coke, so kind of just getting settled in here but thank you guys so much for listening to our xbox bethesda showcase conversation if you couldn't tell it wasn't really that exciting i do think for other people it's exciting but not so much us uh alex thank you so much for being on the show and working on your warhammer mini collection this entire time and (laughs) and, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in we will talk to you on the next episode and yeah i'll see you next week bye Thank you.